Hey friend, welcome back to The Word of Wit. Today, I just wanted to share something because I feel like as believers, we all go through rejection. And no matter how far along you are on your journey, whether you're new to your journey, you're starting to change and friends are starting to separate themselves, you're starting to find yourself no longer interested in things that you once were and it's causing division in your friendships and your relationships, or we've been on this journey for a long time and people know who you are, but you're still dealing with rejection, maybe even in the workplace, you may be passed over for promotion, you may be looked over, See, people may see you differently, people may be jealous of you because they see the favor on your life, and some people may be attracted to that and may come to you for the wrong reasons and then reject you because they no longer need you so they're taking advantage and as long as you're good for them they want to stick around but then whenever you're no longer serving them or you're no longer falling into whatever they need you for they can separate themselves and it can leave you feeling lonely it can leave you feeling rejected and hurt so i'm just going to be talking about that today talking about some the way it feels also how to deal with it because i feel like it's something that we don't talk about enough and in my bible study group we actually had our bible study last week and during the bible study it just came up some of my friends was just talking about how used to whenever she would one of my friends when she would post on her social media she would get like you know 200 to 500 likes and now she's struggling just to get you know maybe 10 likes or whatever and it started whenever she started sharing more about god on her page and just she started trying to share more uplifting posts and she was no longer posting more seductive pictures and things like that we actually had recorded a video together unfortunately there was a lot going on the kids were in the house so there was a lot of background noise and things like that but i am going to try to post some clips from it um, because it was really great it was a great conversation and i really wanted to share that with you all so first i wanted to just talk about what it means and how what it looks like to be rejected so we may not always have people come out and just be honest with us and say hey i no longer want to be friends with you but we've noticed that the people that we used to hang with are no longer coming around or maybe they are still coming around but they're saying snarky little comments and just you know trying to discourage you on your journey or maybe even saying things like jesus freak or you're too preachy whatever a lot of times it's because they see you're changing they see the light inside of you and the thing about light is it exposes darkness so if you're changing and you're becoming more like god and your behavior is no longer the same you're no longer trying to walk in sin you're trying to you know live differently and change the way you handle things it can make other people feel guilty about the way how about the way they are living facing rejection can be a good thing because it does push us forward it helps us to see who's for us and who isn't it helps us to see who really loves us and who's just there for the moment and even though being rejected can be beneficial to us it doesn't mean it hurts any less i'll be the first to admit dealing with rejection was one of the hardest things seeing people that i used to know and used to love and used to be really close with just kind of distance themselves and not getting the same amount of likes and shares and all of those things on social media all of that can be discouraging you start to feel like is anybody noticing is this even helping anyone am i weird do people think i'm weird you start to feel unqualified unloved unworthy 
and it can be discouraging if I'm being honest but we have to remember who we are and we have to also understand some of the reasons that people may be rejecting us and not take it so personal it's easy to find offense and I'll be the first to admit that on my journey whenever I first started a lot of my friends began to distance themselves and in all honesty I distanced myself as well because I had the mindset like if they don't want to be around me so what however a lot of it was not even that the people were you know living in deep sin or something like that some of them were but a lot of it was people had been hurt by church goers in the past people that called themselves followers of Christ people that called themselves believers however were mean and hateful and it led to them being church hurt and and they turned that anger towards God instead of the person for me, I know whenever I went to church and I dealt with church hurt and I and I saw things that I didn't like in the church, I saw people being hypocrites, I didn't really understand that these are still humans, that they're still going to make mistakes even if they are going to church, even if they do believe in God. So whenever they hurt me, it kind of felt like God hurt me. Like if these people who say they believe in God are treating me this way, I don't want to follow a God who has followers that act like this. But I didn't have a real relationship with God and that's where it stemmed from. And my, because I didn't have that relationship with God, there was a veil over my eyes. And in the Bible, it talks about how people who aren't spiritual cannot understand things that are spiritual. So you can quote the Bible all you want to, to these people. You can try to reach them, you know, all you want to, you can debate with them. That's what I was dealing with a lot. Some of my friends would want to debate about what they believe versus what I believe. And at the end of the day, I know what I believe and I should be able to stand firm on that. And it's the same thing for you. If you know who you are, you know that what God has done in your life, you know that God is real. You don't have to debate and go back and forth with people and actually in my honest opinion, I don't feel like we should be doing that. Now, don't get me wrong. If it is a person who genuinely can be, you feel like they can genuinely reach salvation through a conversation, a healthy conversation, of course, by all means, have that conversation. And we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. But if it's just someone who's just trying to argue because they want to prove you wrong, they want to prove that God isn't real or that your God isn't real, that what they're doing is right. They just want to feel comfortable in their sin and they just want to disrupt your peace. So having those arguments is not healthy because what happens is the enemy will use that person unbeknownst to them most of the time to aggravate you and to cause you to react and cause you to be mean to them and confirm what they're already feeling, confirm that believers are just hypocrites, confirm that believers in Christ are not like him or not like what we claim to be. And we're just mean and hateful and judgmental and all the things versus if we actually can give them a quiet and respectful answer or a gentle and respectful answer and not debate with them, but recognize, use your discernment. If you don't have good discernment about what someone's intentions are, you can be praying for that. That's a big thing. That's something that I pray for consistently because you need discernment in on this journey. You need to know what's God and what isn't. So pray for discernment because you're going to have people who just want to um, argue with you. And again, you got to have compassion even on those people because a lot of times it stems from them being hurt in the past, them going through something, and it's not their rejection of you, but their rejection of God. 
I'm gonna share some scripture with you from 1 Peter chapter three. I highly recommend you go and read the whole chapter, but right now I'm just gonna read verses 15 through 17 because it does apply to what I'm actually talking about at the moment. It says, but even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see the good life you live because you belong to Christ. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good, if that is what God wants, than to suffer for doing wrong. So although it may be tempting to debate with people and to try to force them to see what you see, that's not always helpful. Yes, they may feel some type of way, they may try to tempt you to argue. However, it's better to just live your life the right way, to do what's right, to be kind and gentle, to be respectful of people and their opinions and their feelings because I mean, let's be honest, if I was to come and belittle you and then try to tell you something, you're not going to want to hear what I have to say because I just belittled you. I just made you feel like you're dumb for believing what you believe. Why would you want to hear what I have to say? Instead, show them in the way you live your life that God is real. Show them through the transformation that he's doing in you. Show them that he is good and he has changed you and what he has done in your life just by the way you live your life and don't give them anything to use against you as i've said you don't want to argue with them and then them think they're right because you gave into your flesh you gave into the temptation to argue and go back and forth and make them try to make them feel bad showing that you're no better than them which we aren't better than anyone so we may handle a situation better, but we're not trying to make ourselves seem superior to them just because we know God and we have a relationship with him. Because we were in the same exact position at one point, most of us at least. We didn't always know everything. So trying to show them by the way you live your life and by the way you talk to them and the way you are gentle with them and the way you show that you care, that matters a lot more. And eventually, I've seen this firsthand in my life. Whenever I stop trying to debate with my friends and stop trying to show them that I'm right and they're wrong, God was actually able to work more because there's no offense between us. So, you know, they see the benefits and the blessings and the favor on my life and they ask about it. And we're able to have open-ended conversations and I'm able to share what God has placed on my heart with without it being in a condescending manner, but able to speak in love and really show them the love of God and really explain to them. And it just, it, it helps to have those healthy conversations versus debating with someone who's not even really listening because they only want to prove that you're wrong and that they are right and vice versa. So when I think about rejection, the person I think about the most is gonna be Jesus because he faced the most rejection and I mean, he is our example. He was healing people. He was preaching to people, teaching them, loving them, all the things. And people still found a reason to hate him. They called him a demon. They rejected him. They mocked him. They killed him. They did everything they could all because of what he was doing. He was trying to change them. He was trying to save them. He went to the cross to bring salvation to us, even though we were still sinners, even though we were the ones rejecting him. And 
when you think about it like that, you know, Jesus was up on the cross and he said, as they were mocking him, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus had compassion on us. He understood that we don't always understand the things that we're saying that we're doing. And a lot of times people that are rejecting you, it's not about you, it's about God. They see the God in you and they don't want God. And it's because the enemy has put a veil over their eyes. He has made them believe that God is either not real or he can't be real because of everything they've gone through, even though the enemy is the one responsible nine times out of 10 for the things that they have grown through, he flips it and tries to make God seem responsible. And he tries to make sin look good and sin look appealing. And he tries to make them feel like they can't go to God unless they give up sin. So because they can't give up sin, they never go to God. And it's easy to look down on them. It's easy to look at people who are still living in their sin and think, why are they living like that? If they only knew and think they're ignorant, blah, 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 whatever. When in reality, all of us have sins that we are maybe, you know, may not even be aware of. We are all doing things, we all fall short. And for most of us who have lived a life of sin, who have been in the world, you can admit, sin seemed very tempting at the time it seemed better than following God. And it was because we had a veil over our eyes. So having compassion on people who may not realize that even though they are tearing you down because of your faith or distancing themselves or whatever, having compassion on them allows you to pray for them, allows you to be kind to them, to understand that they may not even realize what they're doing. They have blinders on, they can't see clearly. When people have a veil over their eyes, it's hard for them to see that the way they are acting is out of their own fears, out of their own insecurities. So they may be projecting those on you and they may be, you may make them feel insecure. You may make them feel unworthy or unloved when in reality, again, you're just trying to live the way you are supposed to live so that you can have a better life. It's not even, it has nothing to do with them. And you're just trying to be a light. Even if you are, you know, trying to reach them, of course, we wanna reach those that are lost. But if you are trying to reach them, you're doing it because you love them. But because the enemy has blinded the world, it's really hard to see that. It's really hard to see that someone loves you and that's why they're, trying to share the good news. It's hard to believe that you're even lovable sometimes. It's hard to see the truth when there's a veil over your eyes telling, and there is an enemy in your ear telling you you're unworthy and she thinks she's better than you or he thinks he's better than you and they're too goody two shoes, whatever, making you question if it's even worth it. Jesus realized that most of the time we're not even aware of this, of what we're doing. Even if we realize we are sinning, we don't realize the depth of it. We don't see the root of what's causing us to do that, to behave that way, to think that way. So a lot of times when people are rejecting you and in a sense rejecting God, it's because they have insecurities. They feel unloved. They feel unworthy. They feel like they can't change all the things. So they're dealing with this internal turmoil that is causing them to project their feelings on you. The best way to reach them would not be to debate and argue with them, but to show them that they are still loved and that they are worthy and that we care about them and that we're not going to give up on them just because they don't believe exactly the same. Showing them the unconditional love that God shows us. I don't know about you, but I know whenever I started this journey and I realized that God was still there for me even when I fell short, 
that all I had to do was just consistently seek him and he would be there for me, that he was not going to leave, that I would just have to look for him in every situation and ask him and go to him and pray to him and not give up just because I fell short. When I started seeing his unconditional love, his faithfulness to be there for me, whenever I felt alone, whenever I felt unworthy, when I felt unqualified, when my sin felt like it was never going to end, whenever I felt like I kept making mistakes, when I realized God was still there for me, that's what made me seek him more and more. And that's what made me fall in love with him. And it's the same thing on a personal level. We have to be representations of Christ here on the earth. So whenever someone hurts us or someone says something that may offend us, instead of being quick to defend ourselves and argue, we have to take a minute and pause and see our, check our response before we even say anything are we responding from a place of offense or are we responding from a place of love are we looking at the spirit behind what the person is saying or are we just looking at the person as the enemy because our neighbors aren't our enemies we are called to love our neighbors as we love ourselves they so I want to finish off the video by sharing some tips on how to deal with rejection and the first thing that I want to share is going to deal with you because we have to deal with us first right as believers God always starts the work within us and it just flows outwardly we are called to be set apart so we're not going to look like the people of the world which means we are going to face rejection at some point in time we are called to speak the truth we are called to stand on the word and to stand firm and to speak the good news and everyone doesn't want to hear it we are also called to be a light which reveals darkness so if someone doesn't want their darkness revealed and we're shining light, it's not going to always work well for us. So to help with that, we need to make sure that we're doing the work internally and allowing God to heal us and help us to grow so that we're not fearful of being set apart. Anyhow, to deal with rejection, we have to first see ourselves the way God sees us. And we do that through prayer, asking God to show us who we really are, who he created us to be and help us to see ourselves the way he sees us as well as see other people as he sees them. It also helps to read the word. We need to be in our word so that we can know what God says about his children because we are his children. If we don't know what he says about us, we take in what everyone else says about us. So when someone says something hurtful, it makes us feel unworthy or unloved and it leads to more feelings of rejection. The next thing is not to allow it to dim your light. Just because someone rejects you, just because someone says something negative or is no longer around, is distancing themselves, whatever, doesn't mean you need to allow that to define you. If you know who you are, if you study the word and you know what God has shown you, when someone says things, it's easier to have compassion on them and say, well, they just don't know me. They don't understand. They don't see the way God sees, whatever. It helps you to quickly get over it and not find offense in what they're saying because you know it's not true. You know who you are. You know your identity in Christ. Don't spread the hurt. You have to let it stop with you. So if someone rejects you, if someone hurts you, you don't fix it by rejecting them back or by hurting them back. Instead, you can set boundaries with them by telling them in a respectful way like, hey, I'm not going to allow you to talk to me that way. If you are going to continue, then we can't be around each other, whatever. 
set boundaries, but do not continue in the hurt. Do not try to tear them down or argue back with them because it only makes things worse in the long run. If someone does hurt you, make sure you're taking it to God because he can heal you. He can fix it and he can show you the truth. No matter how many times you know you go through it, you can always go back to God and keep your focus on him because again, that's where we should be receiving our validation because we're trying to please God, not man. Lastly, remember that everyone will not like you. Don't allow fear of rejection to keep you from moving in everything that God has for you. We are in the world and whether you're a believer or not, you're going to deal with rejection at some point or another. The difference is with being a believer, we know who to go to whenever we're hurt. We know who to go to for healing. We know our identity because we have our identity in Christ and not in the things that the world has given us or has tried to define us with. So don't allow fear to keep you from continuing on your journey. Just stay focused on God and allow him to heal you and continue to be a light and continue to work. There have been times, and I'll be honest, where I have gotten so discouraged, whether it's on my YouTube channel or even sharing my faith on social media because it seems like no one's watching and it seems like it's not really helping anyone. And as soon as I get ready to give up, God will send someone to encourage me just by letting me know that what I'm doing does make a difference. Someone will comment on one of my videos and just say, hey, this really helps me through a situation that I'm going through or really spoke to me. And because of that, I am able to keep going because I know even if it's just one person, I know it helps someone and it's worth it to me to spend this time doing this if I can reach that one person. So don't give up just because a few people don't like you because a lot of times it's the people who have an issue that are the loudest. Whenever we look at Jesus's life, the Pharisees and other religious leaders were the loudest. They are the ones that wanted him gone. They are the ones that plotted to kill him. The religious leaders, the religious people, the people that should have been closest to him were the ones that were plotting against him. However, he still didn't give up on his purpose, on his mission. He continued to love people. He continued to heal people. He continued to enlighten people. And he still went to the cross and died to save us from our sins. And even up on the cross, he was pleading for mercy. He was asking God to forgive us because we didn't understand or they didn't understand what they were doing is what he said. But I mean, it's the same in a sense. We don't realize a lot of times whenever we are in sin and we are blinded by the enemy, we don't realize it until it's revealed later on as we get to know God and he shows us the reasons why we were behaving the way we were behaving and he starts to expose the enemy's tactics. So just have compassion on people. Remember that we all need Jesus and remember to act in love and most of all remember that your identity is not in what other people think of you rejection can be protection so just because someone isn't around anymore if god allowed it then he's gonna work in it so don't worry about it allow the people that want to go to go and allow god to bring the people that he has called you to be with anyhow i hope this video has encouraged you i love you so much if this video has helped you, please don't forget to subscribe, like this video, and share it with someone else who may benefit from it as well. As always, friends, thank you so much for watching. Be blessed. See you soon.